Th- who who is this person? That we're wondering this the whole time we're watching this. Who is this and why is she on this show? Survivors ready. Go. That's not the idol. What is it? It's I know. It has a face on it. I may be a lot of things, but I ain't no Hershey bar. <laughs> Can I play it? I want to play that. You are going to have to dig deep. Welcome back to the Dig Deep Survivor Rewatch podcast, the show where we look back at the past 40 seasons of the greatest social experiment on television, which is, of course, Survivor. Brendan here, joined with Matt. How's everyone doing today? Matt, we're back. It's episode two. Episode two. It feels like we've been doing this forever. Forever. But the thing is, this is our first, like, we're getting into work on this one. We're getting into what we want to be doing, which is breaking down seasons for you guys. Because we had some fun the first episode. First episode was a fun episode. To dip our toe in so that we could set up this. But this one isn't going to be any fun at all. No. It's time to get to work. Time to get to work. Uh, We're digging right into our first Survivor rewatch, which is season 14, Fiji. Matt, I think a question that we might get a lot is, uh, why are we not watching the seasons in chronological order? And I think, as I just said to you, my answer is because we don't have to. We don't have to. We watched a lot of these seasons during quarantine in random order. We just watched seasons that we were interested in or seasons that we had heard good things about. And so we didn't watch anything in order. We would jump from old to new to back to old, back to new. That's how we watched during quarantine. So that's how we're going to watch for the podcast. And I think the great thing about Survivor is if you are looking for a certain type of season. There's lots of different types. There are character-driven seasons. There are strategy-driven seasons. There are idle-heavy seasons, if that's what you're into. So I think it's really great because once you've kind of gone through most of them or all of them, you can kind of go back and dip your toes into different areas if that's what you're feeling. If you're feeling very blindsidey one night, go and get yourself a blindside-heavy season. And if you want to hate yourself, watch Gabon. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves Gabon. So again, so we have watched the first half of season 14 up to and including the merge episode. So if you're listening to the show right now, you out there, you listening. Me? Yeah, you. Watch along with us. Let us know uh, what that you're diving back in with us. Uh, so moving ahead, we will now be getting into our discussion. So from here on in, there will be spoilers. We're trying not to spoil anything outside of the uh, spoiler area of the show. So there will be spoilers for those first uh, up until the merge. and uh, But I'm really excited to discuss this stuff with you, Matt. Let's get into it. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Spoilers coming in hot. Let's go. All right, season 14, Fiji. A lot of good characters on this one, Matt. For me, this is a very character-heavy season. And it's a season that has clear heroes. Exactly. And clear villains. Well, and I don't think the villains are even all that villainous. It's just that there's a lot of really good people and people with really good storylines that make the other people just seem not so great for being against them. There's some extremely likable people. There's a large group of very boring people. And then there's some people you're just not going to like this season. And I think we'll probably talk about those people a little bit too, won't we? We'll get into it. Exactly. So uh, moments into this episode, episode one. We got the intro running Jeff Probst. He's on a helicopter, I think, something like that. As he does. As he does. Someone quit moments before the show began. They were initially with 20 people. Before they even got out onto the island, one person quits. They're down to 19. 
and I think the first time ever, and I think even after that, I, I don't think that's happened again. I really don't. I, I can't recall that happening, or at least them addressing it if it has. And from a production standpoint, this must have been very, very last second. Because there's no way, they, if they would have had time, they would have filled that spot. You think they'd probably have standbys, people ready to go. So this was probably very last second. Yeah, I did a little bit of reading and it turns out the person was uh, dealing with some uh, some irritable bowel syndrome and also some extreme anxiety. I'm sure there'd be a lot of anxiety involved with going on the show Survivor. Yeah. So. But it was just enough time that they're just they, they couldn't get an alternate in there. So obviously that I bet I can imagine that that through production through a bit of a loop. Uh, and that's why I'm not sure how much of the start of this season was due to, you know, them having planned it or uh, them just needing to kind of get the whole the, the whole 19 people doing something so that they could accommodate for an uneven number. Because this is in my opinion, very easily the most unique start to a season we've seen on this show. I completely agree. So the they maroon all 19 people on one beach. And they have a lot of stuff on that beach. They have uh, directions for a camp. Uh, I think there's a shower. They have directions for a toilet. A toilet as well. That's mm -hmm. very nice. So it's a very luxurious beach and all 19 castaways are on this beach building what seems to be an extremely desirable camp right and so they have uh, somebody who stands out immediately is sylvia she's an architect she lets everybody know that she's an architect so the architect is going to architect the architect to build the shelter sylvia really puts herself out there at the start and uh not so much in a good way it's to the detriment of her game but so they they spend two full days putting their their camp together, getting to know each other. And uh, then eventually, again, once I think production was ready for them, they get called. They go see our good friend Jeff Probst. And uh, he's got an interesting hat on. Mm -hmm. We got uh, cowboy hat Probst this cowboy season. Cowboy Probst. Which may be the best form of Probst. We will have an all-time Jeff Probst. Looks ranking. Looks rankings. A definitive Jeff Probst looks ranking. But I think spoiler, Cowboy Probst is number one. And Cowboy it's, Probst it's, is number one. It's not even close. So, so they get there. Jeff asks, you know, who's a leader? Who's who's been taking the lead? Everyone says, well, it's Sylvia. Hey, it's that one lady that's been talking the whole time. Yeah. So, then Jeff gives her the power to divide. Again, back to this being a very unique start to a season. They get to divide, she gets to divide the two tribes just straight up. She gets to pick one. She says, you go here, you go there. I think they had to split it up evenly men and women. But besides that, she just got to pick two tribes. Exactly. So she picks, I, I think, pretty even tribes. Eh. It didn't seem shocking or, or too lopsided when she did break them down. No. And then obviously... It gets a little bit more lopsided down the road, but at this point in time, every, everything looks cool. Uh, and then we get Exile Island back. So that's how they're going to uh, make the odd numbers cool again. Sylvia gets sent there. She will rejoin uh, the tribe that loses the first immunity challenge. What do you think about that twist uh, in terms of a way to kind of accommodate those odd numbers? I feel like they kind of had their hand forced, but that person who initially gets sent to exile is put in a major disadvantage and sylvia had already put herself in a bit of a hole 
and we'll we'll get to that but getting sent to exile and not getting those first few days um with your tribe would be hugely detrimental to anyone's game well and especially after getting two days already of getting to know each other and so i mean if you kind of formed the 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 starts of an alliance those first two days when everyone was together you know if you get paired up with somebody that you were close with in that time you're only going to solidify that bond even more once you guys kind of get cut the numbers down and get put into a tribe together and at this point in the game sylvia had already painted a huge target on her back and now she's getting that separation so people have kind of looked at her as a polarizing character already and then she leaves for two days and has to rejoin the game. What do you think that does to someone's game? It's not going to be good. Well, and especially with somebody like her who is already already on the outs. Already on the outs. Ba- just based off of her, her personality. She's I don't very think, overbearing. I don't think her game lasts very long, no matter what. No, and especially her multiple trips to exile do not count. Uh, or do not help. So, uh, Sylvia off to Exile Island. And then the the challenge begins between these two tribes. The first challenge ever, it is for immunity and reward. And Arguably one of the biggest challenges in terms of... In terms of... Setting the tone. Setting the tone for a season. For the season. Exactly. And a tone that maybe some people don't like too much. And we're going to get more into that as we go here. Exactly. I think... I think we can say now the rewards are out of control on this season. It's on a whole nother level. Like some of the stuff these guys get is we'll get more into it. But at one point they have a bed, they have a couch, they have cutlery. Yeah. So I, I find China. I have the list here. So for this first challenge, so not only do they get to the winning tribe gets to live at the pre-built beach. With a, again, a, a, a nice shelter, a toilet. I think there was a shower in there. A shower. So this tribe, actually, no, there wasn't a shower because that's in this one. So uh, the winning tribe gets the pre-built beach. They get a couch. They get a bush shower. They get cutlery and dishes, which is like you said, like fine china. Like they had teacups and then like they're sitting there sipping tea and it's and it was welcome very, to survive. Very nice. Yeah. Uh so they go, and obviously uh, the the Moto Tribe wins this first uh, the, this first challenge, which, as we said, sets the tone for the entire pre-merge portion of the game, because Moto dominates. Moto wins pretty much everything up into the merge, and and it's 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 all due to these rewards, in my opinion. I I think I I don't hate. The some of the twists that they threw in here, however, just the rewards were just out of control. And I kind of wonder, because they're at season 14 at this point, so let's put ourselves back into 2007 here. Were they trying something different here, you think? Were they just trying to shake the game up a bit? Like, what was their thought process behind creating a, what I'll say, a winners and losers tribe? Mm -hmm. I think they were just... I, I think they were just throwing everything at the wall and st- seeing what stuck. I know there was a lot of backlash to this, what's been kind of dubbed, uh, to take a big brother term, a haves and have nots kind of season. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and I know that it's a, a lot of people d- didn't like that. So obviously the, it hasn't come back since, but I think they, some of the things obviously did stick. The hidden immunity idol, uh, exile Island was used for a very long time. Uh, and I think, they found a lot of things that worked, and the things that didn't work, they got rid of. 
for the best. I completely understand people not liking it that have have nots, which is a great way to put it. But for me, and, and I'm assuming you feel the same way, we've watched so much of this show that having a kind of unique out there season for me was really fun seeing something so different because it is a completely different survivor experience. When especially with the characters that we got, I think, I mean, uh, a, a guy like Rocky, who's very volatile, seeing him on the the loser tribe. That guy is a walking reaction shot. And like every time something good or bad happens, the camera just cuts to Rocky great expressions great reactions to everything over the top one of the better characters we've seen in the show's history oh absolutely a great character and and i I, i've said this before but i think they were definitely looking for a boston rob 2.0 type here and they nailed it well (laughs) (laughs) and we got we got rocky they nailed it in a different way we got rocky uh he you know obviously uh a, a charming guy from uh from massachusetts uh, but he looks he, a little like Sylvester Stallone. He, I would say he looks a lot like Sylvester Stallone, but he, uh, yeah, he didn't necessarily have the tact of a Boston Rob. I think he he knew what was going on. He had some strategy, and he he did, and he, he demanded the camera the same way Boston Rob does. He knew how to bully people into getting his way, but I think that just he bullied a little bit too much. We'll 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 talk about Rocky a bit more. So again, so Moto wins this first challenge. They get the camp. They get the. Uh, the luxury items, uh, and they get immunity, and they get immunity. So we one see... of the coolest immunity idols they've had on this oh. in the show's history. Too. I love that Jeff gets a staff. I love oh. any idol that can be planted. There's been a, I think there's been a couple. On, oh, just and you know, just Jeff just loves plunging that thing into the dirt, into the sand. He demanded that he have that. So uh, Ravu, their first loss of many of the season. And uh, early on, we see a, a little connection between Rocky and Earl and Jessica. That's kind of the first alliance of the game. We should say that they have to go to a camp that they get. All they get is a pot and a knife. That's all they get. Or a machete. That's all they get at this new camp. And they have to rebuild from scratch. Whereas the other camp is essentially a luxury suite. Yeah, it's, I mean, as we said haves and have nots and it's they they obviously were pushing it and i think they also pushed it in the editing i mean i in my notes i have every single episode there is two scenes in a row of direct contrast of ravu just like sucking water off of palm leaves they and really then, leaned into that in the edit like let's make sure people know how different the two tribes are yeah and then we cut to moto and they're like drinking french press coffee and like going for a swim it, it's just great times and their hair is all clean and beautiful because they have shampoo shampoo welcome to survivor vacation yeah so uh so ravu's going to a tribal as i said we see a little rocky earl jessica friendship alliance develop that doesn't last very long because jessica's the first to go i think uh i think rocky and earl tried their best to kind of flip the vote away from jessica but i think uh, Earl ended up voting for Jessica. I think he just realized it was a sinking ship. Might as well go with the majority, whereas Rocky was willing to take the hit for someone he was close with. Well, and again, this early in the game, I, I you know, I, I, I'm not sure it's prudent to, you know, go out on a limb for somebody you just met. Right? We talked about this in our first podcast. That's one of the rules you avoid. Just go with the flow at the start. Episode Earl does one, that well. The dig deep doctrine, all of our rules. Uh, that's one. Go with the flow. Sometimes... Uh, you're going to need to go against what you really want early on 
in order to uh, keep yourself in the game. So, tribal council number one, Jessica goes home. Uh, I don't think that was anything too groundbreaking. Again, it was it was interesting to see uh, Rocky and Earl kind of shift after this because that was kind of their alliance, really the only alliance that we had really known about at that point. For me, this was one of my favorite premiere episodes, just in terms of it being so unique. And for me, I think that's something I like in the show that they did something completely different at the time. And looking back at it, I enjoyed it. So we see a lot of Ravu this episode because, of course, they lost. They We got to know what they're doing at Tribal Council. I think one of the only main things that kind of came out of Moto was the first night uh, Dreams goes off on the tribe a little bit, uh, kind of loses his cools, calling people out. Here's the thing. I think, uh, obviously, they, in the editing, they went hard on Dreams because of his narrative. He has, he has a great narrative. He's f- formerly homeless. One of the better stories that we've gotten in, in this show's history. It, it's It's cool to hear him talk about how the struggle on the island is not comparable to the struggle he's had in real life. And being on the privileged tribe, I think that's really interesting. But I I think what's even more interesting is just his character arc within the show. Because he shows here very early on that he's not really playing the game. He might not even know fully how it works, what he needs to do. A little bit naive, uh, very passionate. Uh, going off the hat flag. Rubbing people the wrong way a little bit too much at the start, especially. Which, again, you, you just can't do early on. And so I, I think this is a really good starting point for his character arc because he... We, we see that he doesn't really know what's going on. But he grows from there. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So we move into episode two. Uh, we're already starting to see the effects of the haves versus the have-nots. Ravu is already dehydrated. As I said, they're sucking water off of palm leaves to try and uh, get get some water in them. Meanwhile, Moto, they're living like kings. So when uh, Sylvia arrives from Exile Island, so she comes and joins Ravu, one of our favorite moves of the game, I think, Yaman. I love Yao Man. I love Yao Man too. Everybody loves Yao Man. How could you not? I'm just, maybe I'm going too far here, but he might be one of my favorite Survivor players of all time because he's the most wholesome, likable, fun. Like I, That's the kind of guy I want to cheer for on this show. And he looks like he's having so much fun out there. Exactly. And something to note is he was playing the game right off the bat. One of his very first confessionals was he was he was noting that you know, he understands that he might have a bit of a target on his back, being an older guy, especially an early survivor. And so what does he do immediately? Makes himself useful from day one. Produces, exactly. And so uh, Sylvia gets back from Exile Island. What's he does? I love this. He goes in for a big hug. And a little look in her bag. Takes a peek over the shoulder. Look in the bag. Uh, that that was super cute. And it just, but he he's playing. Yao Man's a gamer. From the get-go, he was on. He was into it. So uh, we move into the uh, immunity challenge. This next episode, immunity slash reward. This reward was a little bit more reasonable. Playing for fishing gear, a very common uh, second episode survivor reward. A normal reward. A normal reward. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Go, go, go hunt some fish. It's mm-hmm. not a couch or anything. So of course, uh, Moto wins again, and this is going to become a trend uh, because it's really uneven this season. One of the more uneven pre-merges in the show's history, for sure. Well, and this is when I realized it was this early on where I just kind of went, 
this is going to be a slaughter ahead of before the tribe swap. This is going to be uneven. It was it was showing that early. Just the again, Ravu being completely dehydrated, uh, all of that. So uh, they lose. Earl gets sent to Exile Island. And a unique twist with this particular Exile Island trip is that he is not involved in tribal council, which is important to know. Yeah, early on, I'm. Uh, I think it was probably three or four votes. They were safe from the vo- uh, safe from tribal. But the first three for sure. Yeah. So Earl uh, and and again uh, Exile Island. Another thing there, obviously something we didn't even address. The hidden immunity idol. Mm-hmm. It's not at Exile. The clues are telling them that it's back at camp, whereas the season previous, uh, Cook Islands, the idol was hidden at Exile. Yeah, that's the way it had been with the hidden immunity idol since uh, its inception in the game. So a big change there. Obviously very exciting. Uh, so And the fact that there's two, one at each camp. Exactly. So get a little bit more idol action, which I love. So Earl is sent to Exile Island, and I think that kind of gets everything moving. Uh, gives Earl a little bit more power in the game, just even having any little bit of knowledge uh, about something like the Hidden Immunity Idol. But at the same time, there's a major negative in not getting to go to a tribal council this early in the game because you're missing out on so much of the social dynamics and so much information that's going to get uh, unveiled at, at tribal. Exactly. So uh, I think we come back to the tribe and... Uh, Sylvia should be on the block. Based on everything we know about Survivor, Sylvia should be on the block. And a lot of the confessionals people are saying that Sylvia is the person that they'd like to target. And she should be the one, honestly. Uh, She should be. However, in the challenge, Erica, it was a puzzle. You never want to be involved in a puzzle. That's another one of our rules. Never be the puzzle guy. Don't be the one calling the shots in the puzzles. So I don't think she was even involved in the puzzle. She was screaming her head off. She lost her cool in the challenge, and it was enough for everyone... To question her. Well, and it and it cost them the challenge, arguably. I mean, it, it who's to say it would have gone any differently if she hadn't, but they lost. And she was causing some uh, miscommunication there. So she goes at Tribal Council. Again, I think the first few votes here weren't anything groundbreaking. There's nothing groundbreaking at the start. No major shifts, no major blindsides. I think Erica was surprised, but... Nothing shocking to the viewer. But it's why I, I, I think this is such a good season because it was a very straightforward start with the votes and it's still very engaging. And I think, again, that's just because of the characters. Great characters. So Erica goes home and that's that. Into episode three. Uh, we have a uh, reward challenge. They're finally split up. Reward versus immunity. So it's this first, this is the first episode where uh, they come back from Exile Island before Immunity mm-hmm. because they're separate challenges. We got it. We, we eventually we eventually we got it out. Mm-hmm. So this one, uh, again, a little bit more reasonable. Uh, they have a choice of fishing gear, their luxury items, or a bowl of fruit. Mm-hmm. And the luxury items is a unique past Survivor thing that doesn't happen anymore, but it's a cool little twist that they used to do. So they could have, say, a teddy bear, maybe. I think one guy brought a skateboard one year. Don't know why you'd need that, but... <laughs> So yeah, the luxury items, it's its a cool little thing that old Survivor had that uh, maybe the newer viewer might not know about. So Matt, this is a slip and slide challenge. Mm. Which is, I think, I think the slip and slide challenge shows a very interesting shift from past Survivor to new Survivor, which is uh, 
you know, old Survivor's all about the characters and the people and, you know, just survival. And this one is let's get people in their bathing suits and oil them up. Mm-hmm. That's what the, that's this whole challenge is just that. Let's oil up all these good looking people on an island. So I think one of the major things that are maybe not even major, but uh, in this challenge, um, Moto wins as per usual. Uh, but in, in that, they take a bit of a hit. Gary. Gary. Gary falls down. They call him Papa Smurf. Also known as Papa Smurf. Papa Smurf. Gary. Take- I think some people forgot his actual name at one point and were just calling him Papa Smurf because they forgot. Well, that's what Jeff was calling him. Mm-hmm. Even Jeff forgot. Even Jeff forgot. So he he takes a bit of a fall. Uh, that doesn't come into play till later, but he's a little bit a little bit injured. It is a big fall, and he's a he's a bigger guy, so older guy. You're concerned when you're watching it, it but it it comes back later in the show. So again, Moto continues to dominate, winning that one easily. Uh, they head back to camp. Gary gets checked out by medical. They say he's okay. They're going to monitor him. As long as bit. he wants to keep going forward, he can. He doesn't need to be pulled from the game. They're not pulling him from the game. So, again, that's about all that happens. And then we hit another immunity challenge. And we get another old school survivor challenge that we don't get anymore, which is people eating gross stuff. Mm, the food challenges. I, I, I love these. A favorite of mine. A, a thing that I don't understand why they don't bring back. Yeah, I... Again, I think, I mean, you think back to the very first season of Survivor uh, with with Jervis and the uh, eating the grubs. Just iconic. It, it creates iconic moments. People's reaction when they have to eat something disgusting is awesome. And it's also interesting to learn about some of the delicacy, delicacies from these countries that, that you might not have. Because like, these are all items that are maybe not eaten frequently in these countries, but they're they're items you can eat. Well, and that's another thing that was, you know, early, early Survivor is they, they skewed a lot more into the culture of where they were visiting. Whereas now it's like, we're in Fiji and we're not going anywhere. We like it here. Yeah. So they have some uh, some pretty gross stuff. I have to say for me, the the octopus made me really uncomfortable. And I know that's pretty common. I mean, people eat calamari, which is squid. That's pretty common. But the suction cups on the octopus make me really uncomfortable. For me, that wasn't as big of a problem as the pig snouts. I just, I don't know. I, I know I'd be terrible at this challenge. I just, I know my, I'm a picky eater generally, so I definitely wouldn't do This is the one where I would have to say, hey guys, I'm not going to help here today. So like, y'all need to step the game up. Well, I, I feel like I could do, I could do some. Like I would rather eat a grub than like a sea worm or something. Something slimy. I don't, I don't like that. So one thing that really bothered me in this challenge was uh, Mookie on Ravu. He was—he's a little bit of a troublemaker. A this bit season. of a troublemaker. He's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's cocky in this challenge. He's—he's he's very good at the eating challenge. He—he he gets his uh, his meal down very quickly, and he's making a bit of a show of it, deciding which, to taunt the other team, which I don't get, because bro, you haven't won a challenge yet. You haven't won anything. You guys haven't what won are you anything. Doing? And guess what? They went on to lose they this went challenge. On to lose. Good for you for talking that smack, though, Mookie. You goof. I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. I didn't like that. And at this all. is a weird season for trash talk because this isn't the first time we're going to talk about people talking trash to the other team, creating conflict. This is the first one, but it seems to be a huge problem. <laughs> Not a problem because it's good TV, but it's rampant in this season. So Ravu loses another challenge. They get back to camp. 
Uh, the vote's pretty centered on Syl- Sylvia. Obviously, again, she was supposed to go home the week prior. And uh, nothing's changed. Nobody blew it. However, Rocky pulls out some strategy in this one. We start to see that Rocky does, in fact, know what's going on. Maybe you can't understand what he's saying, but, like, y- you know, he's he's putting some things together. So Rocky pulls out the vote split, which is, of course, uh, created by Cowboy. In a vision, right? In a vision. In, from um, Cowboy from Cook Islands. It came to him in a dream, the vote split. And that's how one of the bigger survivor gameplay moves was invented. Exactly. So we have uh, Rocky, and he pulls out the vote split because he knows that although she probably doesn't have it, Sylvia might have the idol because she was at Exile Island. She didn't have it. She didn't have it. Sylvia goes home. Sylvia goes home. Bye-bye, Sylvia. It's important to say at this point that what one of the things I like about this season is people that I don't care about go home. So for the first three votes, it's all people that I don't think help the show. Sylvia was fun in a way, like... Maybe she annoyed you a little bit. She annoyed the viewer, created some conflict. But the first three vote outs, none of the big characters are going home. None of the entertaining players are going home. None of the players you actively dislike are going home. I know some people may not have liked Sylvia too much, but I feel like all the all the fun is still in the game at this point. Yeah, none of the major game players have gone home well, because they've been able to uh, manipulate the votes so that they're not. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think this is one of the, again, we, if, if you didn't know what was happening already, Moto's dominating. And I haven't at, lost at, at, at this point, we, it was even more in my mind and I was just going, uh, this is going to be the way it is until the, the, the tribe swap, which for me, usually these type of seasons skew a little bit lower in my rankings, just because we don't get to learn about a whole half of the game. Like, at this point, I know what, something I asked you. I said, Matt, like, what do we know about... What do we know about Cassandra? What do we know about the Moto tribe? Nothing. You don't who's, get to know... You don't get any of those character moments. I totally know what you mean. I, I, I feel who, that. Who's aligned? Who's in an alliance? Who hates who? We don't know. What are the know. social dynamics on that beach? We don't get that. Literally, the... All we know is that they're living extremely well. More or less, all we got in the past couple episodes was Gary got hurt. That was a little scary for Moto. We learned that he that was, was called Papa Smurf. Gary. And he's called Papa Smurf. But other than that, we don't know anything about them. And we get to know Ravu really well, which is good because there's a lot of fun guys on Ravu. The only person on that tribe we do get to know is Dreams. And that's because he has such an exceptional story. And he's a quote machine. So we move into episode four. The Ravu gang gets back to camp and Rocky does something that he does a lot. Uh, He just starts screaming at people. He's really good at it. He is. He's a uh, he's a passionate guy. Uh, Anthony's getting the brunt of it this time. Uh, oh, he... I, f- I felt bad for Anthony Here, watching. Here's the thing. I think. Uh, I think. I don't think Anthony was a bad player. Uh, I don't think he deserved to be treated the way Rocky treated him. He did screw up pretty badly in uh, a, a couple challenges, uh, but I he didn't deserve the treatment he got. I think. Uh, I understand Rocky's frustration with some of his stuff. But I understand the frustration, but however, I got tortured. You can't scream at people. And he he cried in one of his confessionals in this episode, which was, you know, upsetting talking about being bullied. And it's it, it's tougher when you see the behind the scenes with that, uh, knowing that sort of thing. So Rocky, uh, but, and, you know, he screams at everyone and it, it's not. He doesn't gonna... back down from it, though. He owns 
his his rocky ways. His, abras- his, his abrasiveness. abrasiveness. He owns it. Check in with Moto. Gary's still hurt. I have a quote here from Gary. Please read. It's about how hard Survivor is. This is verbatim. We went back and, and got this one. We transcribed. We had some crap that wasn't no fun either. But gee whiz, this is just, the head spinning is just, you can't function. And that is Gary talking about Survivor in reference to his time serving in the military in the Vietnam War. In the War. Vietnam War. In, we had, we had to rewind this like three or four times to watch it back because we weren't, we weren't entirely sure what he was talking about and it was just hilarious to us. Well, and I just, I can't imagine, I mean, I, I'm not in the military. Never have been, but I I can't imagine that Survivor is worse than Nom. Hurting yourself on Survivor is worse than Nom, according to Gary. This is a bad episode for Moto. Because the thing is, we rock into a uh, a, a reward challenge here. And, and this one is one of the ridiculous ones. Another ridiculous reward. So again, I have it listed here. The tribe that wins gets fish, rice blankets pillows that seems like a lot right matt but there's one more thing one more is a king-sized mattress with sheets and pillows that they get to like keep for the it's on their beach they get a king-sized bed on the show survivor indefinitely this is another one that shows rocky and anthony anthony their uh tenuous relationship anthony keeps messing up it it keeps building like it doesn't ease at all rocky is just on him and it's not just rocky we should say like everyone on the tribe is not cool with anthony they're not a fan well and again this is one of those moments where i kind of went i feel bad but like and i know rocky's gonna lose lose it but you know this is the the challenge where they're on a beam and they have to move past each other and there was one point where anthony just like he fell in unprompted like he just fell off does that deserve him being uh screamed at and uh, demoralized, no. But I get it. But we get it. And as much as it is mean or whatever, it, it is entertaining. Like watching Rocky just eviscerate Anthony. We feel bad for Anthony, but it is great TV. And it's why we like Rocky so much. Rabu loses again. It's just, I, I, I shouldn't have to keep saying it, but like, I, you know, got to address it. They keep losing. So, uh, Moto gets to send somebody to Exile Island. And they send our dude. They send Yao Man. All I wrote down when that happened. So it begins. Because we know that Yao Man's got some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, you know Yao Man was pumped to be going to Exile too. So they get back to camp and <laughs> as we predicted, Rocky is losing it. A great quote from him. He's throwing stuff around. He's yelling. Again, and this wasn't even an immunity challenge, but he's just tired of losing. He says, call Jeff up Call Jeff up on the Jeff phone and tell him we want to go to tribal right now. That's a good one. Do you think Jeff has a Jeff phone that Rocky can reach him on? Maybe. <laughs> I'd like to think that Jeff does have a Jeff phone. Mm-hmm. At his villa in Fiji. In Fiji, yeah. So all this ruckus is going on at Ravu. Uh, Gary finally decides to throw in the towel he's he's in pain he feels his condition isn't getting any better he has to leave the game 
So he's gone. So Moto. R.I.P. Papa Smurf. Moto loses their first tribe mate. We go to an immunity challenge, and this one was the first overly complicated survivor challenge. There was a lot going on. You you know when they have the uh, the little screen at the start, they're explaining the challenge with like the stand-ins, and Jeff's explaining what's going on. This is one of those ones that lasts like a full minute, and then you have to do this, and then you have to do this. It was a very complex challenge. This one's got everything. It's got paddling. It's, it's got, got people in cages. It's got locks. There's they have to do a human pyramid at the end. Yeah, it's all it turns into like a gymnastics event at the end. This was an interesting one. I I'm not sure I was a huge fan of this challenge, but it was fun and oh, very involved. Love a good overly complicated survivor challenge. Also, with this, Jeff, he has a message in a bottle. Ooh. I love it when Jeff has a in early survivor, Jeff can't just read something. It has to be in a in a bottle with a scroll. Because it doesn't need to be in the bottle. It doesn't need to be, but there's like a survivor. Let's add some drama here. They're not here. throwing it out to sea. He no. just he, he just cracks it open. So we don't know what the message is. So that goes to the end. Of course, Moto wins another challenge. Shocking. Shocking, shocking, shocking. But finally, we get a twist. And this is a twist I didn't actually hate. I really enjoyed this. And there's people that might not like this twist. But for me... It just, it's fun. It's unique and it's interesting to see them at this point trying something new. Well, and they, it was obvious at this point that it was just a completely, complete mismatch. So you're thinking this is maybe production behind the scenes going, we need to do something to change up the game. This is maybe an on the fly type of... I think it was probably planned, but I think they, they probably could manipulate when it came into play. Right. I think it, it it's pretty early. But again, I, I, I think it's going on. So the twist, we haven't even addressed it. So the twist is uh, they can either keep immunity for the night or they can trade camps. So they would be giving Ravu their comfort, all their rewards, the food, the bed, the shelter, all of it. And so quickly they decide we're going to keep the luxury and go to tribal. I'm pretty confident it was a unanimous vote amongst the team. They all wanted to keep the luxury and go to tribal. Yeah, and I don't I don't hate that decision either. I That's I, the decision I'm making if I'm in their and in I, their shoes too. I know you never want to go you never want to be have lower numbers in Survivor. It's it's a game of numbers. But in this case you're dominating every single challenge. I'm o- I'm okay with this. The move. benefits of living on that camp in terms of lengthening your ability to handle the game long term, like that must pay huge dividends as you go further in the game. So they get back to camp. And uh, so, the, of course, they, sorry, so they chose to give up their immunity. So they're going back for their first tribal council. This is the second step in Dreams's, Dreams's development. So Dreams gets back to camp and starts airing everybody out. Wants uh, to lay his cards flat on the table, doesn't want anybody going off, strategizing. He just says, you know what? It's, it's clear. We're, we've obviously are all on the same page. He wants to keep the tribe strong. Lisi or Cassandra are going in Dreams' mind. So again, he's still not really grasping the game yet. Again, just kind of wearing everything on his sleeve. That's a move you should avoid. I, I This happens every now and then on Survivor where someone says, hey, let's not play this game. Let's let's vote out this person. And, and it's usually the weak link on the team. It's never a good look. I, I never think it's... It's also not good strategy. Like... 
You have to be thinking about your game beyond this. So, of course, nobody listens to dreams and everyone goes off and strategize. And we learn about the first alliance of Moto. And again, this is episode four. And we're learning about an alliance for the first time. That apparently has really deep roots at episode four, but we're completely unaware of it at episode four. So the alliance is Alex, Edgardo, Lisi, Boo, and Stacy. Uh, Liliana thinks that she's in with them. She is not. She is not. <laughs> she gets voted out, which I was really surprised about. This was the first one that was somewhat surprising. Of course, it's not It's not a shocking decision, but this is the first time where I think she was very surprised for sure. I'm not in, in the camp of, you know, keep your tribe strong, Survivor. And she was, you know, their most physically fit woman. However, I... I just don't get this move. They've won every single challenge, and they're only there at Tribal Council because of a twist. I don't know why you would, even at this point in the game, I don't know why you would get rid of your most physically fit woman. You're thinking they should have been voting out Cassandra in this situation. Or Lisi. Or Lisi, but she's tight with the alliance that we're right. just now finding out of about. Of course. No, I, I, I just think it's, I, again, I, I'm not all for keeping the tribe strong and all and all that jazz, but I think when you're winning everything, don't mess with a good thing. So that's obviously a surprise. Moving into episode six, uh, episode five, excuse me. Earl and Yao Man, they've both now been to Exile Island. I am so happy right now. I'm so happy too. Because now we get to discuss the greatest friendship. And I am serious when I say that. The greatest friendship and the greatest alliance in Survivor history. And that's Yao Man and Earl. You're making that claim? I'm making that About claim Yao right Man now. and Earl? The most wholesome, fun, strategic. I love these guys so much. And it's the reason why I do enjoy this season. Is because Yao Man and Earl's team up. Which you see brewing a little bit. Comes together in this episode. And you get to see the start of the best alliance in Survivor history. So they know the idol's back at camp. And they work together. They decide uh, to compare notes and put their minds together on this one. They think they've got it. And so, Earl's, Earl's strategy of really relying on Yao Man here and building trust with him, with someone who is going to be loyal like a Yao Man, that's great strategy by Earl. Like, I love that he's... He's extending an olive branch to Yao Man. Let's say, let's find this together. Let's work together. And they build such strong roots at this point. Well, and I think there's such a good team in this case looking for the idol because, of course, Yao Man is kind of, he's he's gotten himself into that role as the provider. He's the water guy, boiling water. So, of course, if, if, if Earl wants to lead an expedition out into the wild, go and find some food, Yao Man's not going to come. I love this strategy. Earl leads everyone away from the beach so Yao Man has time to look. He doesn't find it this time. Try, try again. So, uh, but again, we, at the very least, we got the starts of the Earl Yao Man friendship. Mm-hmm. Team wholesome. Which we love. So, uh, ahead of this reward challenge, it's it's one where the tribes get to choose what they might want. They get a little uh, catalog. And a favorite moment of mine is <laughs> Rocky. Rocky says, let's get one thing we need and one thing that we want. Like like chocolate cake. This was a moment that had us both like breaking out in laughter because this it just sums up this tribe that Rocky's gonna scream out, Hey, 
<laughs> we should Let, get chocolate cake. We should get chocolate cake. Like, that's what you guys need at this point in the game. We're dehydrated and starving, but we should get eh, fishing gear and chocolate cake. <laughs> Anyways, Earl, the voice of reason, <laughs> nah, says, no, nah, we're nah, not nah, doing nah, that. No, 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 no. Which, again, it just, it, it seems like Earl's the only one thinking on this tribe because rocky <laughs> rocky had everyone everyone said that's a great idea rocky. everyone's like yeah let's get chocolate cake and earl says no 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 we need let's, to let's not do that rocky survive <laughs> so this challenge it's a great one and I, and I have to say we were watching we were we were petering out for the night and then we saw the promo and we were in and that's how we do it like we're suckers for this show so like if there's a good promo we're pushing bedtime. Uh, we're pushing it back. We're staying up. So we see Rocky and Dreams in the promo going at it. And then we see that it is the sumo pillow challenge. And we can assume this is like 2 a.m. in the morning for us. And we're like, you know what? We're pushing this to one, 3 a.m. One more. One more. So obviously this challenge, it's one of my favorites. And it, it's... I, I love this it's, challenge. It's given some of the best survivor moments. And it's another one they don't do anymore. And I, I I somewhat get the sense that they're trying to maybe take some violence out of the show. It's very violent. It's a violent challenge, but it is so much fun. Jeff gets the gang talking and Rocky and Dreams start jawing a little bit. We're back on the trash talk train here at this point. And yeah, we get the Rocky and Dreams, let's face off right now. I love that. Again, all the confidence of a tribe that hasn't won anything ever. And they get absolutely smoked. Well, and in this that's challenge. the thing. Like this dreams was... dust Rocky. Well, and that's the thing. Like this was like there was no undercard on this fight. It was the main the event. Main event right was off right the off, bat. off the bat. Jeff says, "Let's do it." And dreams smokes dreams Rocky. Him. He dusts him. Rocky's a skinny little dude. He's got he's got the bark of a pit bull, but the bite of a chihuahua. Like dreams. I, I think maybe it's two pushes, and Rocky's in the mud. The only uh, battle they actually won was Yao Man against one of the women. Mm -hmm. And Yao Man felt bad about beating them, but Yao Man did win. So I think it ended up seven to one. Yeah. Moto crushes them. Yao Man did what he had to do. <laughs> Yao Man did his part, but he was he was so cute about it. Uh, so it's another loss for Ravu. I, I was hoping they'd go a few more rounds just so we could just see them pummel each other, but... They didn't because Ravu is one of the worst tribes ever. So Earl's on Exile Island. We go to the Moto Beach and it's 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 literally like vacation for them. And this was not only did they get the things that they wanted in the reward that they had picked out. They also got Ravu's chosen rewards. So they're living life. They've at, got they have a at this point, they have a French press coffee, which creates a little bit of drama we're going to talk about. Well, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about this it. This was one of my this least is, favorite moments of the season. It, they they were so mean to Dreams because Dreams doesn't know how to use a French press. How to like, use a French press. And Stacy loses his her mind on him? Yeah. Because Dreams doesn't I that was I was so mad at her after that because I loved Dreams. At this point I I still love Dreams. But Dreams was so much fun and such a bright spirit. And you're going to you're going to make fun of the guy because he doesn't know how to use a French press a French and in a press. snotty way. And because she perceives herself as in the dominant part of the tribe. So she's going to make fun of dreams. 
No, that's completely unacceptable. And this was one of the, again, one of the most privileged tribes in Survivor history, not only in what they had, but also just their attitude. It was getting to their head, especially hers. Like, they knew that he was homeless. I don't think there's any expectation that he needs to know what a French press is or how to use it. I just, I I really didn't get this. Like, I I understand, you know, they're not aligned, but just being mean to somebody for absolutely no reason is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I I love a good, I love a good head-to-head matchup, people going at it, but that was just her picking on him and just like taking advantage of him being really low, which it just, it made me sad. That did make me sad. That made me sad because I'm a big Dreams fan and yeah, no one deserves to be talked down to like that. Again, I, I, I don't know why, from what we'd seen, there wasn't any motive. Maybe there was a little bit more behind the scenes, maybe a little bit more clashing. But I, ju- I just, from what we see, there's no reason for it. But so, uh, Dreams knows, Dreams is picking it up a little bit at this point. He's starting to figure the game out a little bit more. We get a little uh, insight. He's aligned with Cassandra. Again, the episode, what are we? Episode five. Now we know who Dreams is working We now with. Lo- know that Dreams is with Cassandra. Great. So, so that's great. And he blatantly says in a confessional, he says, I'm going to, we're going to, uh, the the first chance I get, C- Cassandra and I, who they also kind of aren't great with Cassandra just because she's on the outs, says, Cassandra and I, we're we're flipping. One, one point about Cassandra, just kind of randomly here. We know nothing about her at this point in the show. Like, d- I... She barely talks. She gets no confessionals. She gets no screen up time. To we, the, up to the merge, she she might have had two or three confessionals. You, you, we never hear from her. So it's just, it, that goes back to your earlier point about not getting to know one of the tribes and we're at the, the fifth episode. Exactly. So we have merge, uh, not merge, dreams and dreams and Cassandra, and they're going to flip. And I say all the power to them. Honestly, they're I- They're planning on it. That's, they're, that's their plan. They're planning on it. And- this is the next step in development for dreams because we see that he does know what's going on and he has recognized the disrespect that he's been taking, obviously. And he's going to do something. And he's going to do something about it. So what's he going to do? He's going to put on his snakeskin boots and show him some strategy. I lost my mind when he says that quote machine, put on them snakeskin boots. Oh, baby. I love that. Well, and again, it's it's just such a strong departure from what we've seen from him so far. In... He, come, he comes off as maybe a bit aloof earlier on in the show. Well, and just naive. He doesn't really know what's going on. But then at, at, we get to this point and he's he's taking things very personally, which I, I think is fine. You shouldn't do that in Survivor. But I think it was they were talking to him on a very personal level, making fun of him. So he's going to snake him. Mm. And I'm 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 fine with that. Team dreams. We're going to get a little bit more into dreams later on because, man, it just it 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 just it keeps going from here. He's a focal point. He's a focal point. So uh, we get into the next immunity challenge. It's a memory matching game, which I'm I'm not a really big fan of this one for Survivor. It. I don't this one. Is, I, I don't care. It didn't create a like this one turned out to be a fun one because maybe their own ineptness with it. But generally speaking i'm not a huge fan well another note i think with this season the 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 editing and the challenges i think has been better and i i I the editing generally this season was better i can't pinpoint what it is exactly in the challenges 
But just from this one to Cook Islands, I just find every single challenge, even though Moto wins every single one. They all feel it's, dramatic. It's tense and dramatic. Like, I, like I, I'm on the edge of my seat. And that's not usually the way in Survivor Challenges. You know, it's like, all right, we're going to swim out and you're going to grab a key and you're going to... Like, I was, you know, when, when, when Yao Man screws up flipping over one of them, one of the memory tiles, I gasped. I went, oh, no. <gasps> Yao. Yao, no. No. So this one was close. Again, it, it was it, it was tight. It was tense. But, uh, you're, you know, Ravu loses. <laughs> Moto wins again. Moto wins again. Uh, a couple a couple good moments. Again, uh, Yao Man, he, he screws up. But they it doesn't kill them at that point. Uh, Lisi face plants coming off the platform. That was pretty funny. That was... <laughs> and obviously they leave that in because... We're not entirely sure why, but like... That's one of my, I love stuff like that. I love someone just taking a face plant on Survivor and she'll never be able to live that down the rest of her life. She somewhat gets what I would say maybe a bad edit. Like they put a lot of Lisi coming off like an idiot in the show. Anybody who talks about quitting, I always just have this mental image of Jeff Probst wandering into an editing suite and looking at some intern named like Tyler and he's like, Tyler, you know what to do with Lisi. Bury her. Bury her. <laughs> Jeff Probst doesn't like quitters. That's all I'll say. Uh, so, uh, Moto, and if Jeff doesn't like quitters, we don't like. We quitters. don't like quitters. Well, no, I. We'll get to it. Another win for Moto. Uh, so Rocky comes back and gives a big speech because he screwed up at the end, and he's actually putting himself on the block. He's saying, "I'm." You know uh, that was that was my that was my bad. I'm wearing that one. Mm-hmm. Rocky's going to be Rocky at all times. Rocky's going to be Rocky. So they go and and another person that I don't really care about leaves, Rita. I don't really know anything about her. Again, like this, this, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing on Rita. Exactly. That That's <laughs> that's the perfect way to say I got nothing on her. I got nothing. And this comes back to what I was saying earlier about no one at this point in the game has left that you care about. No. And obviously some of that is editing. Maybe they could have edited these people to be more into the game and more interesting. But from what you've gathered at this point, all of the people you want in the game are still in the game. So uh, th- this one came down to Anthony or Rita. I'm not sure how close it actually was, but I they, they may have played it up a little bit in editing because it wasn't a very exciting vote. And we were into a few episodes worth of pretty... Pretty, pretty meh votes. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing crazy at this point. And again, we're we're watching. We get a nice promo. We see there's a tribe swap coming. We're back in. Yeah, there's there's no way we're ending our our survivor watch party nights on a potential merge. We're watching through to if, a merge. If we know there's a swap or a tribe swap or a merge, something or some epic showdown like Dreams versus Rocky, we're in. Just make the promo good. It, it, and, we're su- and, we're you'll, and you'll get it. We're suckers. It doesn't really matter. Get those CBS All Access views up. <laughs> Into episode six, headlined by a tribe swap. Drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. We love a good tribe swap. Jeff gets the tribes to send one lucky person to do something. They don't know what. They're not sure what. And the tribes, this is all completely random. They don't know what's going on. And it's Earl and Edgardo. So they get to pick their new tribes. They're the the captains, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. They alternate, so they uh, they. And it's the one where you pick someone, and then that person picks someone. Mm-hmm. Somebody of the opposite gender. No. No, no, no. In this one, you could pick whoever you wanted. Right, because there's an all boys tribe. Because there's an all boys tribe. Okay, so <laughs> good. The main part of the tribe swap. Mm-hmm. All men. Mm-hmm. Not alternating. There we go. So they get down to it, and again, they there's an all all guys tribe, and they look menacing. And Anthony. And Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> they look menacing. And Anthony. And Anthony. So we got Ed, Ed, Edgardo, Alex, Mookie, Dreams, Rocky, and Anthony. And there's a great moment in this when Rocky's picking who's next, who he's going to take onto his tribe. And he's looking, and he, he's a meathead. He wants, he wants the buff dudes on his team. And there's Dreams, who he's clashed with. And he says, all right, come on, dreams. Come on over dreams. Come on over dreams. And we get a great, a great moment between Rocky and, and dreams there. They, they, they bro hug it out. They bro hug it out. So off the bat, it looks like this tribe is going to dominate. They look absolutely stacked. If in any physical they challenge, shouldn't you, lose a physical they shouldn't challenge. lose. And the other tribe is just okay. <laughs> it's but a, much more of a mixed bag. Luckily. Earl and Yao Man, still together. Still together. Once the tribes are set, we have some odd numbers. So there's one person left, and that's Lisi. And uh, Lisi seems to be relieved. Because she thinks she's going home. Going home. And, and she's re- she's ready to go. This whole... this whole It was really weird. It was a weird scene, I'll say. It was fun. She thinks she's going home. And she's fine with that. And she's fine with and it. She and she's proclaiming everyone. this to everyone. And Jeff... Right, shreds, shreds her. her apart, rightfully so. Um, but yeah, Lisi off to exile, off to exile, and uh, planting some seeds in her tribe mates' minds. She'll be back to join the tribe that loses the first challenge. So, no challenge, they get back to camp, and immediately on the new Ravu, which is the all boys, Anthony's isolated immediately. They say, Anthony, you gotta, you gotta watch the fire while all us dudes go and catch fish. We're going to go provide. We're going to go provide. Stay back you, at camp. You, you watch the fire. So he he doesn't know that. And he's a smart guy, too. So he he knows that that's bad. But he just he doesn't know what to he, do about he it. He knows what's happening to him. But it's just he can't avoid it. These people just don't respect him. The two new tribes go into immunity. Immunity challenge. And again, we think that Ravu shouldn't lose. However, it's not just a uh, it's just not not just a physical challenge, it's a brain challenge. When with their they have the the hub, they're moving around the big sticks, this they're all connected. This is a unique one and I, I feel like this would be fun to do, but the one unique thing they did is they had the two interchange. So like they were colliding a lot and having to push off of each other and push against each other. It created a pretty fun challenge that again goes right down to the wire. Yeah, they've only I I can only recall maybe one or two other times that this that this challenge has been run but they I don't think they've ever crossed which made for some really interesting strategy and also just kind of them the, the some two, people just using brute force the two tribes interacting so uh yeah as you said it comes down to the wire and uh the good vibes of moto keep going they win in what we would call a bit of an upset the testosterone tribe loses <laughs> the testosterone plus anthony tribe yes so they get back to camp and uh, Dreams has his snakeskin boots on because uh, Anthony approaches him about the vote. 
it's pretty set on Anthony at this point. The guys, they want to keep everything strong. Yeah, and they, I said it, they have no respect for this man. Absolutely none. So Dream starts to play a little bit. Anthony comes and talks to him about the vote. And he says, you know, is it is it is it going to be me? Am, am I going tonight? You know, let, let me know if it's going to be me. And Dream says, no, it's not you. Mm-hmm. It's not you. Puts his mind at ease a little bit, which I think is much better. This is in direct contrast with, you know, his first travel, uh, his first travel council where he said, let's everyone put our cards on the table. Mm-hmm. He keeps it calm. Some development time. from dreams. And this is one of those moments where I went, wow, OK, so he's he's very quickly adapting, very quickly adapting to the game here. And and, and he gets it. So they go uh, again. It, it, it's pretty set on Anthony. They've. They played it up a little bit in editing to make it seem like Rocky was, you know, his, his name did come up a little bit just because he's uh, rude. He's he's a very aggressive, rambunctious human. And the uh, the relationship between Anthony and Rocky is front and center because they see Rocky treating uh, Anthony not very nicely. To quote Edgardo, he says, Anthony's his little bitch. <laughs> A great one. A great one. Uh, a, a great all-time Survivor quote. But we go to Tribal Council. Anthony goes, uh, and quite a speech from Rocky. I mean, they go at it in that Tribal Council. You know, Rocky's giving him the, you, be a man. Rocky does very good here. Like, in terms of strategy, too. Obviously, he just doesn't like the guy. But he really puts it on him. And he breaks him. Which is, it, it's it it's sad to see, but I mean, that's what Rocky needed. I mean, even if his name was coming up a little bit. Rocky, there, I, I do believe that he won it over at Tribal there. There was a chance he was going home and swayed them, which is, it's fun to see in a Tribal. Well, because it just, he just, he used his, again, his uh, awful abrasive behavior to. He harnessed it. Show that Anthony just didn't really have it. And Anthony couldn't, he couldn't stand up for himself. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. He broke and Rocky wins. Anthony's voted out. Anthony's voted out. Into episode seven. Yao Man and Earl are back putting in work. The first expedition uh, for Earl and Yao Man trying to find the idol didn't work. Wasn't successful, but they're at a new beach and they've put their heads together to figure out that eh, it's probably the same at both at both camps. The clue applies to both camps is what they're realizing at this point. And uh, so, yeah, Yao and Earl teaming up. Earl's going to take everyone out to camp- out on an to get, expedition. To get the boat. To for, get the boat for, for, for some for, reason. For some reason. For some reason, it's really far away. And everyone needs to get it. Yeah. And er- they don't really <laughs> they don't really explain why the boat is that far away from camp. But anyways, they have to go get it. So Yao has time to search. And because he's at the luxury camp at this point. There's a pickaxe. They have a pickaxe. Which it, at no point is explained to the viewer, but they have a pickaxe at camp. Yeah, I honestly think if, if he had that pickaxe at, at the other camp, he, he would have found He, he would have had two idols. He'd have two idols, which would be, that'd be fun. Very nice. But so anyway, so he digs just a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, he finds the idol, which was very exciting. We get one of the most heartwarming moments on the show is when he finds the idol... His reaction to finding the idol, again, it's so wholesome. He's so genuinely happy that he found the idol. And beyond the impact it'll have on the game, just um, 
that moment for him in the show. Like he's on the show Survivor finding a hidden immunity idol. And you can just see that in his face. As And as an older guy, not just surviving day to day, but he's excelling at this game. He's doing great. He's driving the bus. And something I want to bring up, our golden rule of the Dig Deep Doctrine is do not tell somebody about your idol. However, I think this There's case, an exception This here. is This is, is, is situation is exempt because it wasn't that it was one person's idol and they told them about it. It was that it was, it's sort of a team idol in this case. They're going to discuss. They, they trusted each other enough that this was, this was them finding it together. They can't use it against each other. It's sort of, they're in it together. It's not a, it is an individual idol, but it's not. Which was Earl's plan all along to strengthen that relationship with Yao because that's someone he knew he could trust. So that's all good. They go and, uh, we go to a reward and Ravu actually wins one. Lisi's back and she contributes nothing, but what's new? Mm-hmm. There's also a great scene when Lisi comes back to that tribe because she's coming back to the all dudes tribe and she's one of the dudes, you know? Um, Lisi just wants to <laughs> just wants to fit in with the dudes. So they actually win a reward. They get to go to an arcade. They get to eat hot dogs. Uh, so they go and... and uh, Rocky is, as per usual, being horrible. <laughs> he just starts to insult people for, for no reason. For eating too much. Mm-hmm. Everyone was feeling a little sick. They had a little bit too much beer, a little bit too much hot dogs at the uh, at the arcade. And he's making fun of them for that? It, it was weird and it didn't make any sense. But again, it's great TV from Rocky. That's just him. That's just that guy. So they, good for Ravu. They want a challenge. <laughs> again, they, they delve a little bit deeper into the Yao Man-Earl relationship here. Earl's off at Exile Island, but something, uh, a, a quote that warmed my heart from Yao Man. He's talking about Earl and he calls Earl a very strong and honorable man. <laughs> this makes me, yeah. I honestly want to cry. It's so heartwarming and their relationship is so true. So that's along the lines of the the fake idol storyline. He says that, and then he's he says, you know, let's let's see if we can have some fun here. So he, he paints a little face on a coconut, half coconut. Uh, puts, Again, having the time of his life doing it. Puts a, an eye eye in paint on it for immunity idol, <laughs> and wraps it up in the in the in the cloth that he had, and the the puts the official paper in with it, and puts it back in the same spot. Which is, that's the first time it's been done. Mm-hmm. The first attempt at a fake idol. First attempt at a fake idol. So, I mean, Yao Man revolutionized the game. Because mm-hmm. we see that all the time in, in modern Survivor. And we, you know, it, it it's just interesting with it, this being the first season that the idol was like this. Because, you know, he the players in here were really able to kind of set the precedent for it moving forward. Which is what Yao Man did uh, with the Hidden Immunity Idol. So uh, they go to they go to the immunity challenge. It's a blind challenge, which is always fun. Good for some uh, some cheap slapstick. You people, always you always get some good ones with this. People one. falling down. People, people hurting themselves is always funny. So Moto takes that one. Uh, the vote comes down to Rocky and Lisi. I we we could not understand this woman during the show. It was well. It, it was it just it just, it seemed to change moment to moment. I'm not sure. I just, I don't know why she was there. We don't, we don't know why she was there and Survivor is going to stress someone out, but 
she was erratic. It comes down to those two at tribal council and 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 we get our first crushing vote out. Crushing vote out. It, it's it's Rocky, and again he he dug his own grave with the. I think making fun of people on the reward. I think that was kind of the last straw because I feel like it was very constant for him. I I think we only saw a piece of Rocky. Whereas they were dealing with that all day, every 24 seven, just a big, angry man, baby, (laughs) just (laughs) storming around camp. So Rocky goes and he's the first member of the jury, which I found very interesting, but that's kind of the, the, at at that point we sort of knew merge is coming. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you're getting close. No, we're getting close. So, th- so that was very upsetting. And can I just say that losing Rocky was sad for both of us because great TV. It was a big hit to the entertainment value of, of, of the season. So moving into episode nine, uh, we got the, the boys start to link up on, uh, on Ravu. Mookie, Alex, and Edgardo seem to be tight. And they know where they... they... They think they know where the idol is. Mm-hmm. So they, because Lisi told, gave Alex the clue. So they go after it. And, and what I thought was interesting about this one is, I mean, they're digging in the cave by the camp. Mere feet away from, from Lisi and sleeping. Dream sleeping. And they're making a lot of noise. Like, it's not like and they're... it's important to note that they're leaving Lisi out of their plans here to find this idol. The three boys despite getting the clues from her are leaving her out of this. She's sleeping with dreams. The three boys are looking for the idol. So they find it. They run off. They, they shake hands. They're going to not tell anybody about the idol. It's also important to note that they have, they had covered up where they were digging at this point because this comes back. Yeah. They immediately, uh, as they should filled the hole in good to go, whatever they go, they come back. And for some reason, Mookie thinks that he needs to... He's just brushing some dirt around. Settle the dirt a little bit more. And Lisi wakes up, sees him. And, of course, she goes... Looking a little suspicious. Looking for the idol, and he goes, yeah. (laughs) But she doesn't know they found it. He covers it up all right and she just goes oh you're looking for the idol and he goes oh yeah i'm yeah oh yeah and she goes yeah i I thought it'd be around there it's an awkward moment very awkward and it didn't need to happen i don't know we're watching it wondering mookie what are you doing lisi wasn't going to notice that the dirt was a little bit disrupted at all so uh the new tribes get to do a little bit of fun uh, for a reward, it's uh, they get to learn a tribal dance. They go get tree mail, and there are some Fijians there ready to teach them a dance, which is fun. I I I personally like the cultural elements of the earlier survivors, and that's seasons. something you lose with modern seasons. Exactly. Uh, so they go, and and Earl is the superstar. Of I love the I love this episode for Earl. Earl's the leader of the dance, and man, he gets so into he it. He gets it, and he just he he looks great doing it. Uh, so everyone's taking it very seriously. And then, but, a, a a comment from Lisi, they have her in a confessional and she's, you know, they're all practicing the dance and she just goes, she said, I don't take the challenges seriously. The, who, who is this person that we're wondering this the whole time we're watching this? Who is this? And why is she on this show? How do you not weed this person out in casting? Well, the thing was, I, again, a little bit of reading. This was a heavily recruited season 
the only there was only one person that actually applied for the show, and that was uh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary, who the Papa Smurf? Oh, Papa Smurf. Okay. The rest of them were recruited, mm-hmm. so maybe that might explain some of it. Who knows? So they go and do their dance, and Earl, being the superstar that he is, leads New Moto to victory. They get a a tribal leads them to victory in style. They get a tribal feast with the uh, the Fijian tribe. And that's great. Lisi gets sent to exile again, which is pretty funny. I'm going to be honest. It was raining. She was having a bad time. And and I, after Rocky was voted out instead of her, I was okay with it. We're not fans. Not fans. So uh, Lisi gets to come back. They do immunity. They have a, a another fun challenge that they did a lot earlier on. They have blow darts, spears, and uh, bows and arrows that they get to shoot at targets. And this challenge is a big one for Yao Man. Yao Man kills this challenge. Uh, new Moto is doing pretty well, and it's on the back of Yao Man, and they they take it very easily, very easily. And this is the one where Edgardo was talking a bit of smack beforehand about him being such a good archer. Well, his quote was, "I don't often say I'm good at stuff, but I'm pretty good at archery." <laughs> <laughs> and it, it turns out he turns, wa- out, turns he out he wasn't. wasn't. He wasn't that good. Yao Man, Yao Man, had, Yao Man had you beat, Edgardo. So she comes back, and then, or at least he comes back from Exile Island. They get back to camp, and uh, she has a little breakdown. She's crying again. She asks to go. Part, part two. Part two. So what makes this worse for me is knowing that Rocky left. Just for Lisi to go the next episode? Well, yeah. As yeah. she... Rocky could have made something happen, but for her to go, ah, I'm I'm fine, and then to have him go and then have her come back from exile again and 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 do it all again, I'm not really a fan of that. No. And obviously, this is this is uh, upsetting Alex, mostly Alex, but Alex and Edgardo because they thought they were tight with Lisi. She was one of their numbers, and and they're going, you know, this chick is not reliable because you know we need her number. So it's clearly not just us as the viewer thinking this woman's sporadic. In the game, her old alliance mates are questioning her. So Lisi wants to go. Then again, another shift of uh, of of fate for her, I guess. She decides she's she wants to stay and that Dreams should go home. Which again, and I was... If two of our boys if, went if home... If we lose Rocky and Dreams for Lisi... Two in a row. So again, this was a, this was a huge moment for Dreams. Because... It's clear when they're there, it's down to him or Lisi. And he knows it, and I think his back's up against the wall a bit, and he shows out. This is one of my favorite performances at a tribal uh, that I can remember. A great quote from Gene Dream's quote machine. Jeff asked him a question, and he said, Jeff, I'm like a genie in a bottle, and I'm granting wishes with regards to Lisi saying she wants to go home. And this was the whole discussion, but again, he... He was able to prove he was he was very blunt. He didn't he didn't say anything mean, uh, but he just he asked the simple question. Do you want to be here? And she, and she couldn't. Ha- she she didn't couldn't answer. answer it. He asked every single person on the tribe. They all said uh, yes very quickly, as you should. She couldn't. Such a fun tribal. Such a fun tribal. So I think I mean, he, he was he was interrogating her, basically, mm-hmm. which was great. And, and again, I think this is another one where he swayed them live. 
they they might they might have been voting dreams out and he swayed them back to his side well, again just the passion and i i think this was still you know again a, a an era of survivor where you might base a vote off of somebody wanting to be there more than somebody else so i think this was kind of the this was the climax of the dream storyline in the pre-merge in the pre-merge in the pre-merge for me because it was again just a full he went from kind of being a little bit naive wearing his heart on his sleeve um, to being a little bit more cutthroat, being a little bit more uh, shady, not telling everyone his plans, and eventually having to fight for what he wanted and what he needed. And I think that for Dreams, I mean, he talked about it. He can make a big difference for his family if he were to win the million dollars, and he knows it. And so he has that passion and that drive to to do that, to try and win, and at least he just didn't have it. And He, he, fo- he fought for that And one. he put it on display in that tribal council. So that was a favorite moment of mine so far. That that was awesome TV. A great, great TV. A great tribal council. So after that, how do you top that? A merge. Everybody's got to go off to Exile Island. Both tribes, they got the message. You got to go, got to go to Exile Island. And they go to Exile Island for seemingly no reason. They get there, new buffs. Purple, lots of fun. Everybody's... Good looking buffs. Merge. Mm-hmm. Happy. Mm-hmm. All good. They go, okay, well, why are we here? So then they, they go back to the Moto Beach and gasp. Everything's gone. Everything's gone. And I love this. Yeah. See, when when they set this up at the start, I kept saying to you, there's there's got to be something something's more. Something's coming. Something's coming. They're going to take it away from them or or something's... We kept saying that. Something's coming with this. It it was just nice because there was that, you know, I would say, I think 75% of, the, of people had lived at one point on the Rabu Beach. It was Mookie was the only one who hadn't, yes. right? Yeah. But there was I think it was Stacy, Boo, Cass. I think those were the 3. And they had not played Survivor. They had not experienced real Survivor without all of the luxury and I just I think it's really interesting to see that play out and we'll see it play out a little bit more. People without those basic luxuries that are supposed to be not available to you. In the game of Survivor. So heading into it, uh, New Ravu, uh, Alex, Edgardo, Edgardo, Mookie, and Dreams are saying that they're together. They're good to go. They're calling themselves the Four Horsemen because they're going to go ride out and see if they can, uh, at the merge, pick up a few more votes to bring into their inner circle. So we go to the immunity challenge and we get another twist thrown at us, which... I wasn't a fan of this. I didn't like this twist at all. I think... So what happens is the the tribe, they they split the merged tribe into two tribes. And then they, the two groups play for immunity and then just the Just half, that five. It, I, I hate this because I wanted that first merge vote. Like It's where everyone draws a line in the sand and shows where they are. And, and it, it can be very uh, detrimental to games as we see. So we get... Uh, half the tribe playing for immunity. They also get stake. Why not? So Dreams, Alex, Stacy, Boo, and Michelle lose. They're off the tribal council. And Michelle goes home, which is a big shock to me. Mm-hmm. I liked her. I liked her too. And she was tight with Earl. Uh, very tight with Earl and Yao Man. And I think uh, this this twist completely sunk her game. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, but she because wasn't... she's split up from her alliance. She wasn't going home. If if it was a regular, if it's a regular merge, merge vote, vote, she's not going. She home. wasn't going home, and 
Uh, it 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 hurts Earl and Yao Man, and I I just I don't know why. It just she was isolated, and I don't know why Dreams didn't take a shot at Stacy at this point. But who knows? I so that that kind of bugged me. I really wanted. And we to see, wanted to see Stacy get voted out. Voted out because she was mean to Dreams. She was mean to Dreams. Mean we to don't dreams. like that. You can't do that. Don't be mean. But to, so, don't be mean to Dreams. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Earl and Yao Man are able to recover from that merge vote. Uh, Michelle being a key member of their alliance, uh, being voted out, and them not having any say in it whatsoever. So, so far, I've been really pleased with this season. I, I, I know there's mixed reviews online about it because of all the twists, but I think for me, it's very character driven, and there's a lot of characters that you can get behind that I really like, and I think some very good players. Yeah, I, I agree. I to this point. I'm loving this season. I love Yao Man and Earl. I think that's one of the most wholesome tandems in Survivor history. I love the clear good guy, bad guy vibe of this season. Uh, I liked these some of the twists. I liked that it was a unique start to a season, something you've never seen before. And if you're watching the show as as much as we do, it's, it's fun to see something like that. Mm-hmm, just something a little bit different. But I think something that we kind of glossed over is just... Um... We didn't really talk about Earl's gameplay much. He is such a such such a puppet master. He's he plays behind the scenes. Mm, and nobody knows it, but I think he's just very he's very calculated and he's calm and he's in control and he knows it. And I think it's really interesting watching him work because it's not uh it's not a flashy game by any means, but he knows what's going on. I can't remember the exact quote, but he says at one point, I don't want them to know that I'm thinking. Yeah. Like he he doesn't want the others to know how much control of the game he has. That's how calculated it is. It's thinking on that next level of not just thinking of what somebody's thinking, but what somebody's thinking about you. Mm-hmm. At this point, already Earl's game is fantastic. Fantastic. And just being paired up with Yao Man makes everything better. I, I love that tandem so much. so much. So much. So I think uh, I think this is a really interesting stopping point. And I think we have a lot of uh, interesting things to dig into next. I'm very excited. So again, that was our first half recap of the Survivor Fiji 14 rewatch. Pretty fun start, I think. So we'll be getting into the second half in our next episode, finishing up the season. Uh, and again, we'll be going through uh, the, the final episodes, the finale, the reunion, and then some more uh, details and facts. Lots to talk about. And I think we'll have even more to talk about next time. So uh, if you're digging back into these old seasons with us, uh, hit us up on our socials at Dig Deep Survivor Pod. Let us know what you love or hate about Survivor Fiji. What's your, uh, what you've noticed most diving back into this season that is now 13 years old. And uh, we'll be back next time. To keep discussing. Thanks for listening. Keep digging in deep. Thanks for listening. Good night. Yeah.